Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Club Junkie Podcast. Hope you're having a great week. Welcome to another Thursday. Almost hopefully a long weekend for a lot of you. Hopefully uh, we got 4th of July coming up. Hopefully you'll be, uh, you know, getting a little time there to uh, hang out, relax, uh, enjoy uh, a little bit of the weekend. And uh, yeah, it's a uh, another week. Got rolling here. Uh, before we get into everything today, just want to let you know this episode brought to you by Titleist Pro V1 and Pro V1 X Golf Balls. And uh, we all have different ability levels and goals, but one thing we share is a desire to bring our best every time we tee it up. And it all starts with choosing a golf ball you can trust. The Pro V1 is the best combination of speed, spin, and feel in the game. And the X gives you a higher flight, firmer feel. Both deliver long distance, consistent flight, soft feel, and all-important drop-and-stop greenside control. So whether you're Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, or Nelly Corda competing at the game's highest levels, or simply striving to be the best you can be, tee up a Pro V1 or Pro V1X and always bring your best. So yeah, bring the, the Pro V1, Pro V1X. I'm, uh, you know, I think I've said it before. I've been playing a little bit more Pro V1 lately. I uh, was an X guy for uh, for a while, just not want like that higher launch. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it's a uh, you know, but it's a uh, you know Pro V1, Pro V1X. Check out Titleist.com. Check out the new balls. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, start another week. Excited. Uh, I'm taking next week off. Yes, I'm going to be off. I'm not going to be, uh, I'm going to be working very little. I mean, I think every day, <laughs> all the people nowadays, when you take a vacation, it seems like you're always still doing a little bit of work. Uh, so I will still have uh, my laptop with me when I leave. But uh, heading down to the parents' place uh, down in uh, Coldwater, Michigan for the week, uh, next week. So i uh, got a got three or four tea times set up. For sure, three. I think fourth is uh, uh, always the question if I can get away with the the fourth one there. But uh, for sure, playing uh, about three or four times next week, which is exciting. And uh, yeah, just uh, be nice to get away, hang out, sit on the beach, uh, you know, sit in the water, sit on the pontoon, whatever it is, just hang out. I'm gonna bring uh, <laughs> the the hardest thing for packing for me is because I I'm one of those guys who you know when I go down to the to there i've already left uh clothes and all that like i don't really have to bring much with myself uh basically i bring down some golf shoes maybe a pair of golf shorts and that's that's all i need for a weekend you know that i have bathing suits i got everything down there that i need um but this week when i go down for a week i definitely need to bring a little more but the hardest thing i mean clothes wise whatever i'll grab some shorts i'll throw a pair of shoes or two in the in the car and pretty much ready to go there uh the hardest thing is club wise what am i bringing because uh i've <laughs> i really need to bring like two full sets in a sense like i want to bring uh a good amount of stuff down there but it's also one of those where when you walk out there with two full golf bags and all that the wife kind of gives you a strange look like what the heck are you doing um you know we're, we're only going to be gone for a week you're only playing three or four times like why do you need two full golf bags the car's already full of stuff you know, you got to pack for a, a week long trip for a two year old and, you know, bring some toys and all that stuff. But it's one of those, you know, I, I, I want to bring a bunch of stuff to hit. Like, and when, you know, the more golf I get to play, I don't get to play this many rounds that frequently. So, uh, you know, to bring a bunch of stuff down there and try a bunch of stuff. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where that for me is the hardest part of packing. Cause if I, if I don't bring two bags, I got to stuff it all into one bag. And then it's, you know, okay, what am I bringing? So, and, and with drivers, like, I mean, I've, 
got five good drivers in a sense that that I like. So it's like, all right, which one of my, you know, which ones am I going to bring down? I don't think I should bring them all. Um, and then what shafts am I putting in, you know, different ones and all that. So there's a, uh, a lot going on in my head in terms of what I'm packing. And, uh, I got to pack my stuff up, uh, tonight and get ready. Cause after work, uh, toward tomorrow we're, we're, we're out. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's one of those things where, uh, I, I don't know if I'll do my Q and a next week. Um, I just, uh, we'll, we'll see what, what kind of time I have. I know, uh, Tursky and I are also going to be struggling if you if you listen to the the show tg2 two guys talking golf uh with myself and andrew tursky uh that one's going to be interesting because i'm going to be gone he's going to be uh traveling he's going actually to the open cha- he's going to the the scottish open and the open championship uh the next two weeks him and greg so both going to be on site which is super exciting because they don't go to those very often uh you know it's just it, it's really expensive it takes you know all the travel all that, um, but there are going this year, so we're going to have what's in the bag stuff and all that for next week, you know, for the next two weeks from over there. And, you know, him and I with the time change and all that stuff, like how are we going to record? And um, so I don't know. So there's a lot of stuff up in the air. So next week's uh, shows could be very interesting. Uh, I'm going to record this show next week. Uh, it's probably going to be shorter, uh, but I do. Uh, when I get out there, I'm going to play. I want to try out the, uh, you know, I'm going to play with that uh, the title of 60 or the Vokey 60T grind. I'm going to play with it tonight, but I'm also going to play with it uh, at least once again before uh, before I record. So I'll have minimum of 27 holes in on that thing, and then uh, I'll talk about that. But there, there's, there's a couple things I, I want to talk about. So so next week I still will do my show. It just may be from down there, and there may not be, uh, you know, my lovely shaft backdrop may not be, uh, <laughs> may not be what you see. You may see uh, something else or a blank white wall or whatever, but... Uh, we will try to get it done. Uh, like I said, if you're a, a TG2 fan, uh, which maybe some of you are, that show is going to be interesting because uh, we don't know how we're going to pull that off yet. But we'll try. We're going we're to try to figure it out. So uh, if not, there may be a, a cool show with uh, two different guys. It might be, you know, uh, Greg and Andrew out there. So we'll see uh, see what happens. But we'll get you some content, that's for sure. And then, uh, yeah, so right now, uh, today, yeah, got League Tonight. Uh, it's Thursday, you know, Thursday, so got league tonight. 60T grinds going in, and uh, we're going to try that out. I know a ton of people are uh, yesterday when I did my Q&A. Uh, if you do, if you, like I said, if you want to follow along, I do a Q&A on Instagram uh, at Club Junkie Pod, and I just throw up in the stories, you know, ask me some questions. I try to answer whatever questions I can, and uh, you get some kind of, you get everything from, you know, what do you think of this down to some, you know, some, some pretty in-depth like fitting and building questions all that so if you have any questions anything uh look for me i try to do it on wednesdays sometimes it bleeds over to thursdays and i've had one or two that bleed over to friday but it's sometime in the middle of the week to the end of the week i uh i, I open that up and, and try to answer some questions and it's fun I'm, I'm i'm glad that you guys like to jump in there and and ask some stuff so uh, i enjoyed as well but uh yeah going on there a lot of people there asking about the the that t grind and uh, you know, how it performs yet and all that. And I hadn't put it in place. So I didn't really have any, any responses to, to how it played yet, but I will have that starting this evening. And like I said, I'm going to play it uh, next week as well. And yeah, the, so far, um, Tursky and I, and, and again, if you're, I know I'm kind of promoting my other show, but if you're a, a big fan of, of Tursky and I, or, or like to hear what we have to say, I know that that show has kind of turned into more of a tour, uh, equipment type, uh, type setup. But this week, it was kind of fun. We both did our what's in the bags, kind of went through. And uh, if you go to at 
TG2WRX on Instagram. Tomorrow, you'll be able to vote to see whose bag you like the best. And uh, it was pretty fun to go through our what's in the bags. And he surprised me a little bit with what was in the bag. I, I, I did not expect a couple of the clubs, which was pretty interesting. Uh, a couple of them I did expect, but it was uh, it was a good time. It was a fun show. So if you're into that, check out TG2 and uh, go vote uh, for what your favorite favorite uh, what's in the bag or which what's in the bag you'd rather play uh, at TG2WRX. So appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I've been been hitting a decent amount of stuff lately. Um, been not, I haven't been playing as much as I'd like. Like last weekend, I didn't, I didn't play. Uh, we were at my wife's family's place, and uh, as I've said before, up there there is is no real golf course anywhere close, and you're on a, on an island with no cars, so you would have to kind of time taking a ferry over to the mainland, get in your car, drive to a course, play, come back, wait or whatever for the ferry, get back on, go over. And it just makes the round uh, extremely long, and uh, it's uh, just not something that we that we do. And there's not really too many cl- courses close to uh, uh, to there. There's like one that uh, is like uh, I, I want to say it's like 30 minutes away. It's not too bad, um, but that's about it. There's not a ton of golf around there. So did not play last week, but had a good time. Hung out with the you know just hung out with the fam. Let the little girl uh, run around, play in the water, and all that jazz. So it was a good time anyway. But uh, did not get out and play as much as I wanted to. But I did get out and test some stuff, uh, which again I've uh, you know it's it's more the rounds now than it is the uh, than it is anything else. But um, all right, so uh, let's get into get into some stuff and. Uh, the first thing I'm going to talk about today, I know uh, you know people were pretty excited about the me posting the photo of the title of 60T grind, and uh, I, I am excited to hit that uh, this evening to sort of start hitting it this evening. But I was playing another 60 degree wedge uh, this week and or last week, and that would be the Callaway Jaws Raw wedge. So the new Jaws Raw, which is a wedge that I think we saw in. Xander's bag uh, a few weeks ago or a little bit ago on tour now being released to the public. Uh, so we will be getting it shortly. They just announced it. So embargo hit, we were able to talk about it and all that. And this is the one that, uh, you know, has a, a raw face. So it is, uh, kind of like, um, kind of like what TaylorMade does, uh, with their wedges. I hate kind of using that as, uh, you know, the, the thing, but I mean, you're familiar with it. Basically they, the wedges, uh, they have two models. This is the, the plasma black uh, in my hand, which is the one I was hitting. They also sent in a, uh, a chrome one as well. So there's a uh, kind of a, a, a brush chrome version also. Uh, but this is the plasma black, as they call it. But it's all plated uh, on, the, on the whole wedge except for the face, where the face, they have uh, left the groove area raw. So that has no plating on it. It's just uh, it's just bare steel. Now, the black version isn't necessarily bare. There is some type of... Uh, uh, finish on it that it does so so basically the the raw face uh, will rust over time so as you play it uh, it will rust and having that raw steel there can you know from what they're saying increase grip and uh even though the the whole rust part of it i don't think is the part that actually increased grip uh, anytime you talk to like designers in the wedge world and you ask them you know does a rusty wedge spin more than a a, a plated wedge or a chrome wedge or you know whatever Almost all of them say no. Uh, it doesn't, you know, doesn't actually I- increase spin at all. But what I did notice with the the raw faces is when they do get wet, they seem to kind of dissipate water a little differently, and uh, they kind of remove it from the flat sections of the face pretty quickly. 
which is interesting. But uh, that is one thing I noticed with these raw faces. Now, the black one does not rust. Um, I was... Uh, so I have a little solution that uh, I can spray. I call it like Rusty 2000, or Rusty Hexel 2000, or something like that. I just kind of made up. But uh, if you were ever f- uh, followed on on Instagram, the Wedge Wizard, uh, he uh, actually now works for Callaway. Funny enough, but uh, he actually at one time had a solution where he sprayed on it and it creates rust. It's basically white vinegar, hydrogen peroxide, table salt, maybe something else. But I mean, I think that's basically it. You spray it on raw metal. And within probably like 15, 20, you know, 20 seconds, you'll see some brown rust starting to like form on the metal. It'll start to turn kind of brownish or whatever. And if you leave it on for a little bit, it'll turn into rust. And so I wanted to see the face rust. So I had this black one at home and I sprayed it on there and nothing happened. And I kind of waited and waited and waited and tried it again. Nothing happened. Uh, so I was like, well, maybe my solution, like I, I haven't mixed it in a while. Maybe it's kind of gone bad or diluted or doesn't work anymore. So I pulled out another wedge that had uh, some bare, or you know, another wedge that had some bare steel, a raw wedge, uh, sprayed it on there, and yeah, 15, 20 seconds in, it started to kind of turn brown, and uh, it started to rust. So the black face, uh, this plasma black finish, it uh, is not something that you're going to have to, at least, we'll see how much after you play it, you know, if you play and kind of wear through the black uh, plating, which will eventually happen. I mean, there's a, a few little scratches on the sole from me uh, me playing this thing, Uh that face is not going to turn into rust immediately. Uh, it may be something where the more you play it and kind of wear through maybe that black plating, uh, whatever it is, you'll you'll then see some rust. On the chrome one, though, uh, you should see the face uh, basically rust, you know, starting to rust immediately. Well, not immediately. It depends on your playing conditions. But if you play in kind of a softer, wetter uh, condition, you'll probably see it start to rust pretty quickly. But the black one is gonna looks looks to be it's gonna stay black uh, for a little while at least. So uh, I have not seen any rust on here yet. Like I said, I sprayed it and uh, it didn't rust either. It just kind of it just kind of stayed the same black finish it was. But uh, definitely something you can feel the difference when you put your hand on here. I mean, one uh, there's some uh, some fine milling uh, under the flat sections of this wedge uh, to increase spin. They also uh, actually do those uh, little milling marks like on an angle. So. Uh, they're supposed to, like, again, on, on that angle, supposed to increase spin, especially as you open the face. Um, but, uh, yeah, pretty aggressive groove in here. I mean, uh, looking at, you know, kind of the old MD5, uh, the Jaws wedge there, and then looking at this one, the groove does look a little thicker, uh, a little wider, and uh, that, that face definitely has some texture on it that you can feel more than the, uh, the MD5, in my opinion. Uh, and, you know, I was messing around like I, I pulled the md5 i had off the off my shelf and, and kind of you know looked at that as well but definitely a rougher feel on the face of this wedge compared to uh, the md5 shaping is pretty similar uh when i first opened the box for these uh these jaws raw i thought the shaping was 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 way different i, I don't know there was something about it that just looked different than the md5 looking at it now and setting it down next to an md5 uh really the big difference is uh it may be a absolute hair shorter heel to toe maybe just a, a hair uh it, it's almost immeasurable i'm gonna call it like the same i'll, I'll put some pictures on, uh, on the on my instagram uh, of the two side by side but i think the biggest thing is the difference is uh the the leading edge into the hosel where i've, I've recently struggled a little bit with with callaway there just on, on how they they do that uh this one here it, it almost it doesn't have any offset where the mb5 looks like it had just a touch of offset uh these jaws Jaws Raws have 
if any, very, very tiny bit, but it, 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 they'd have basically no, no offset, which is pretty nice. Um, so that I think is the main difference looking down that, uh, that I see, but, uh, overall the shaping is pretty much the same as, uh, as the, the MD five, the jaws MD five. So if you like the Callaway wedges, you like the look, uh, I mean, they're designed by Roger Cleveland. So, I mean, I can't say that they're a, they're a bad shape. They're, they're definitely a good shape, but, uh, if you're somebody who enjoyed the, the, the MD fives and things like that, uh, I think, uh, these jaws raws will, will fit your eye pretty well also. Um, they pack some tech into these things that uh, they haven't done before. Uh, the new Jaws Forge, the sand and lob widgets have tungsten uh, out in the toe. So these little circles that I think we all thought were more cosmetic for people to slap in, you know, custom colors and things like that. Uh, it looks like they're putting tungsten uh, out in the toe or uh, as part of these uh, these three or these four dots, two, four, three, one, however many they do are going to be tungsten now. Uh, and they also, depending on the wedge, adjust the hosel lengths. And what they're trying to do with uh, those two things is just trying to keep the CG in the center of the club. You know, keep the CG where it needs to be, regardless of loft, regardless of, uh, of uh, you know, the, the, the wedge and how it's played. They're going to keep uh, the CG basically in the center of the club, which is, uh, is pretty interesting. Um, so it's, uh, like I said, a good-looking wedge. I like the black. Uh, you know, in terms of wear, it'll be interesting. The sole... I'm starting to see, you know, a few little scratches and stuff uh, on, on, say, the leading edge, the beginning part of the sole, you know, where the bounce starts uh, on the sole. Nothing major, and, you know, I don't play anything crazy sandy. You know, if you're playing down in, you know, the Arizonas, some of the Californias, you're playing a real sandy-type grass course, you might notice a little more wear, a little quick, a little quicker, but right now uh, the sole still looks pretty good. Like I said, you can see some uh, some lines on it where it's, it's definitely interacted with the turf, and uh, I think I've hit... I hit one sand shot bunker. No, I've hit a couple. I've, I've hit I've hit two or three, um, but hitting a couple bunker shots, it still looks in pretty darn good shape. Uh, and the face isn't even too scuffed up, even from uh, bunker shots, which is kind of nice. Um, but overall, the finish looks like it's going to hold up fairly decent. I mean, if you're going to use it, you know, for years, uh, you know, full year, years, whatever, you're probably going to notice some wear. Uh, like like all black clubs, uh, they'll wear a little bit. But for the most part, finish is uh, holding up decently after, you know, say, what is it, 18 holes that I've played with it. It's holding up pretty decent. Uh, and, uh, you know, like I said, it, it looks pretty good. I like the I like the shaping of it. Uh, I prefer the look of this over the MD5 personally, but uh, it's, it's a good-looking club. So got this thing in, took it out, and uh, I was a little worried because it was, you know, I... I they sent in a 56 degree, which uh, another guy at the office wanted to try. Uh, I snagged the 60, uh, thankfully, because that guy plays a 58. Um, so I collabed the 60, but I was kind of like, ooh, an 8 degree bound Z grind, which is the newest grind in the uh, the Callaway lineup. Uh, but it is uh, basically a kind of a, a tri-level sole. And they basically have kind of put a little bevel on the very leading edge. Uh, and then you have the actual sole, and then there's a little bit trailing edge uh, relief on the back. Uh, definitely some some decent toe relief, and uh, it's basically a, uh, a, a they call it a shot maker's grind. You know, it's low bounce. It's meant to uh, be able to manipulate the face, open it, close. You know, open it, play it square, press it forward, uh, all those things. And uh, it's basically meant that the leading edge doesn't come off the ground too high. And uh, for for an eight degree bounce, it definitely looks like it has a little more bounce than that when you kind of look at it you know just with kind of the eye setting it down it's definitely got a little more it looks like it's got a little more bounce it definitely is a little bit wider sole uh, as well uh, i wouldn't say it's quite as wide as the w grind but uh, it's got a little bit of width to it there but uh you know 
playing it playing it square, playing it uh, you know square to the the target. Not a lot of bounce. Uh, you know, if you're a, a, a steep guy, uh, you can definitely get this thing to get into the turf pretty pretty well. Uh, if you come down on it hard, if you play kind of firmer conditions, you're a little more shallow. I think this is going to be great for you know basically getting under the ball and picking it clean. Uh, it'll be actually really good. I actually didn't have any problem with it. Uh, you know, granted, the the courses here are pretty at the moment, pretty f- kind of firm for Michigan. Uh, we haven't had a ton of rain lately. So stuff is definitely a little firmer. I haven't played it in the traditional, really soft <laughs> conditions that we typically have, um, but it's uh, it, it's been a little firmer here, which is probably why actually I played it so well. Is uh, out there, like I said, it, it was kind of firm. I wouldn't say it's crazy tight, but uh, everything off the fairway. But that 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 grind is it worked great for me in this in the firm conditions here. I mean, hitting it, you know, kind of I wouldn't say full shots because I don't hit sixty degrees in full shots. Um, I just don't. I mean, the most I, I swing in that thing is going to be maybe three quarters. But uh, hitting shots off the fairway, it, it actually performed really well. Uh, it, it didn't dig too much. Again, like I said, being a little firmer, didn't dig too much. Uh, as soon as that kind of leading edge got into the ground, you can tell that that the beveled front uh, definitely helps it not to dig too much. Uh, and that, you know, little wider sole kind of gets it through the turf. And I was kind of expecting takes bigger divots than I did. I, I think they were pretty much, uh, you know, were they as, you know, were they as shallow as say I would have had with a D grind? Um, no, but uh, I, they were not as, as deep as I thought they were going to be. They were not as long, uh, and the, the club actually got through the turf fairly well uh, on stuff where I was just trying to like kind of pick it and play it a little more shallow. Uh, the the sole works great. Uh, it just kind of glides uh, across the turf or uh, just into it and, and comes out. I mean, if you're just basically shredding the grass blades down to the dirt and that's it, um, it glides through that really, really well. It's extremely smooth. It gets through the, the turf pretty quickly uh, for as wide as the sole is uh, when you're kind of playing a little more shallow, uh, especially I, I played a couple just little, you know, I came up short of the green and uh, the pin, a lot of the pins were kind of tucked uh, last Thursday or not tucked, but they were pushed forward. So there wasn't a lot of space to land it. So I actually played more of this club than I typically would. A lot of those shots uh, had the pins been in the center of the green, back of the green. Uh, I probably would have played, you know, a 54 or 50, uh, even a pitching wedge in some of those situations, depending on the spots. But with the pins kind of pushed up front, and like I said, not a lot of space to, to land the ball and let it release uh, when you're talking about these, you know, 30, 40 yard shots. Uh, I played this club a little more. I hit a little more, you know, a few more shots of these. And I tried to kind of stay shallow and just kind of pick the ball, let it pop up. Uh, you know, hit and release a little bit. And that's, th- those shots are, are, are really easy. I mean, if you're coming in, you know, pretty neutral, that club is basically going to hit the turf. That front edge is going to kind of, you know, raise it up as it hits. And then the rest of the sole just glides through. And, you know, like I said, as wide as the sole looks, that trailing edge relief, I mean, it gets through there pretty quickly and pretty easily. It's, uh, it's pretty effortless. Um, now with it, uh, you know, like Callaway describes it as, you know, uh, a shot maker's grind, somebody who likes to open the face and play different shots. You know, for me, if, if you're playing super tight lies, I think that that leading edge still t- does come off the ground a little bit. Uh, you know, with how wide the sole is, there is there is trailing edge relief, but it's not super, super aggressive. And I feel like you open it up a little bit on some tight lies, it, the leading edge does come up a little bit. Uh, out of the rough, uh, it, it was totally fine. I mean, you open it up and it... And, you basically add a lot of bounce when you open it up. There's a lot of, uh, I guess you call it effective bounce when you open up the face, but a lot of bounce. So out of the, uh, out of the rough, 
the grind was actually really good. Uh, you wouldn't, I, I never really worried about, you know, is there no soul there? Am I going to just going to slide under the slide under the ball and, and, you know, catch it super high in the face. Uh, it was, it was none of that. I actually hit it really solid out of the, uh, out of the rough. Um, but the grind works really well there in the sand. It's actually really, really solid, especially if you're opening the face a decent amount, there's just a lot of soul there and, and there ends to be a lot of bounce and, and it floats really well. Uh, I will have to say that uh, as much as I've, I've dogged St. Clair Shores Golf Course for having terrible bunkers in the past, they've actually gone through and dumped some sand into uh, a lot of them. So there's a couple bad ones still out there, but uh, a lot of the ones uh, that were out there before or previously that were really bad, uh, they filled some sand in. And uh, they actually, it's not, you know, PGA Tour or, you know, Florida white powdery sand, but it is definitely more, it, it is sand and it's, you know, loose and it's not compacted and, uh, it, it definitely is nice to play bunker shots out of there, but, uh, out of the sand, you open that face, uh, there's just a good amount of float. So for somebody who struggles uh, in the bunker a little bit, putting, uh, you know, putting this club in, opening the face a little bit, uh, you're going to have consistent contact, uh, with bunker shots. Um, you know, playing <laughs> the first bunker shot I hit was, uh, I think it was on 15, it was at 15, Hit a great, hit a great uh, tee shot. I was dead center of the fairway. Yanked a, a pitching wedge, um, left, hit the bunker. Total fried egg. Uh, thankfully, well, with the previous sand, it could be, it could not be a fried egg because it was so rock hard. But uh, <laughs> the the sand, total fried egg. So I walk up. I'm just shaking my head. Uh, this thing's brutal, and the pin wasn't like crazy tucked up to the left because the bunker basically takes up about half the green. And it, uh, so it's on the left side, but it takes about half the green. There's some green behind the bunker as well. So the green kind of wraps around it. And, uh, but the pin was pretty much like, just like a little back of center, uh, in terms of where it was located, but it was in the center of the green. So there was some green to work with, but not a ton. Uh, and I was looking at this thing just like, I I don't mean, I don't know. I mean, you just got to try to just get it out, you know, and, and see, but, uh, got that boy, bad boy on there. Uh, I mean, just popped it out rolled you know it probably rolled to, to 15 feet past but you know I, I was pretty happy with that and it got through that 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 sand with no problem uh typically with a lot of those fried egg shots i mean you're getting steep you're just trying to get that ball up and out and uh the club kind of hits the sand and a lot of times just kind of stops and uh this thing here actually floated through pretty well i was i was pretty surprised it uh it, it glided through that that sand with less ease uh, or, or with more ease than uh, than other wedges but uh, standard bunker shots with the ball just sitting up. Uh, again, super easy. Like I said, the, when you open that face, it does, as it kind of hits the sand, it just kind of stays right there. It doesn't dig into the sand. It just kind of hits and, and floats through. Um, you know, like I said, divots on there were not, you know, crazy. Or I guess, I don't really want to call it divot, but divot there, not uh, not crazy deep or anything like that. Uh, it's just really easy to hit those, uh, the, those, those bunker shots as long as you have some decently fluffy sand. If you're playing rock hard sand, again, you're going to have to kind of watch where that club is getting into the getting into the sand because you know like I said that that leading edge does come up just a little bit uh, with this sole grind uh, but uh, overall I think that sole grind is really good I think it plays a little higher than than eight degrees of bounce um, but I think also too like if you kind of pressed it forward and and just kind of hit a little you know chip shot I don't know so much if you do that with a sixty but you know like a fifty six or something like that uh, just kind of pressing the club forward and just nipping the ball off the turf. I think the, the the grind would be great for that. That leading edge is going to basically allow that, uh, or that that kind of beveled front side or front of the sole is going to allow that leading edge to get under the ball with no problem, even from the tightest lies. I think you could probably hit it off concrete with that 
uh, with that grind and still get the ball up in the air. But uh, the spin is is really good. I mean, off off you know fairway lies, uh, it is you know extremely controlled. I mean, you'll you get to get. A, I, I think this is probably one of the spinnier wedges that I've hit from Callaway since you know they got away from the box grooves. I mean, when they got into the uh, conforming grooves, I think this thing spins probably the most. I, I think it spins more than MD5 personally. Uh, I thought uh, the ball checked up a little harder. Uh, especially on those like smaller, you know, 30, 40 yard shots where you do see some release because you're just not generating enough club head speed. Uh, I, I think this thing checked up just a little bit faster. Very predictable though. I mean, especially out of the off the fairway lies, uh, you kind of knew what you were going to get. And if you planned for a shot that was going to roll out a few feet because you're only hitting it 30, 40 yards, uh, that's pretty much what it did. Um, the the other thing that was really good was was out of the rough. Uh, the, these grooves definitely bite out of the rough. Uh, I had uh, one or two shots where, you know, missed the green to the right, had to hit the ball, you know, and I was kind of playing for a little bit of release just because, you know, you're hitting out of the rough, there, you, know, you just don't get the spin, and, you know, left some stuff short just because the ball checked up a little harder than I than I expected. But same thing there. I mean, if you, you know, you kind of expect a certain amount of release. Uh, didn't qu- quite get that, mu- you know, as much, but I think it's one of those things where you play this wedge a little more and you get used to, okay, here's where I need to land it, and it will release, you know, X amount of feet before it's done on this shot, and it, and it really did. Um, you know, in terms of, of building confidence, I mean, I think the Z grind, you know, a little bit of play around your short game area, and you're going to have some confidence to hit some shots with it. I think it is pretty versatile. If you're a guy who likes to play things wide open all the time, I don't know if you love the Z grind as much. Uh, like I said, I mean, I know Callaway says it's built for that. I still think it kind of raises that leading edge a little bit. And if you're playing something firm and tight, you're probably not going to open it up crazy all the time. Uh, I, I think it's, I think it's, it, it, it shines a little more playing it uh, fully square. But again, I'm not, I'm not a short game wizard, and and Roger Cleveland has forgotten today more about wedges than, than I will ever know. So, uh, you know, like I said, they, they built it for that and we'll go with it. Um, but in terms of, uh, also in terms of feel, uh, definitely it, it, it's a soft wedge. Uh, it's not as soft as like, you know, a Forge Mizuno or a Mira or a Dell, something like that. Like those, those wedges are crazy soft. This still has just a little firmness to it. Uh, there's still a, a little click when you do hit the, you know, make contact. Uh, I was pretty much playing with, uh, Pro V1s and TP5s uh, when I played with it. So, uh, you know, softer balls. Like I said, still just a little bit of click. When you hit in the center, uh, it, it's definitely, you know, it, it is soft. It's definitely responsive. When you miss it out on the toe, I had one that, I, I mean, it barely caught the grooves. Uh, that, you're going to get a little firmer feel. You're going to get a little click to it. Uh, it's not going to be as, uh, <laughs> you know, you're going to know that uh, that you missed it, which is, uh, which is good. I mean, you want to have some, uh, um, you know, some, uh, what do you call it? Some responsiveness there. And uh, when you do miss it out on the toe, miss it high in the face, you're going to know you're going to get that little more audible click, a little firmer feel. But, you know, uh, on the same side, you, you do still get a good amount of spin. Like I said, that one that barely made it on the grooves, it was on some of the grooves. And uh, that ball actually, while it came out short and didn't go where I needed it to, it actually still had a little bit of spin on it, which was which was kind of interesting. I didn't think it would. Uh, stuff high in the face performs pretty well. I mean, if you're in, in the rough, ball sitting up, you get under it a little too much. Uh, the grooves actually still bite. Uh, I wouldn't say it comes out as consistently well as, say, a high toe wedge. Um, but I think these slightly more aggressive grooves do keep some spin on that ball. And while it probably isn't going to go as far as you need it to, 
uh, you will still have, uh, you know, some of that control. It's not just going to come out dead uh, and just plop on the green and you kind of just wonder what it's going to do. It's got a little spin, so you'll have a little control on it and, and it'll come up short of where your where your target is, but uh, it'll still be a little more consistent than uh, than some other standard wedges. So uh, overall, pretty impressed. Like I said, the Z-Grind is, is pretty nice. Uh, if you're somebody who, you know, is a little more shallow, uh, it plays a little firmer, faster conditions. I think the Z-Grind is great. Uh, it, it really is uh, pretty versatile. If you're somebody who, you know, you're shallow, but you still struggle out of the sand a little bit, uh, this thing, I mean, again, op- being able to open the face, add some effective bounce, and it, it floats well through some fluffy sand. So uh, I think that is, is, is plays well there. I think it's just a pretty versatile grind. Like I said, the only thing I don't, you know, I, I'd be it'd be interesting to see is someone who does play firm fast and likes to play it open, are you going to play this this grind over, say, the what is it, their C grind or something like that that has a little more aggressive trailing edge relief? That um, it'd be, I don't know, I don't know if you would, but uh, the, the Z grind, like I said, uh, for playing stuff pretty square, it is really really good. So these uh, new jaws, uh, raw wedges, I think their site says like like July eighth or something like that. So coming up is the pre order date, I think is or is the shipping date, something like that. It is, uh, I've got it like the website up, but I just had kind of the main page. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> but yeah, they've got a handful of grinds with this thing all the way from, uh, yeah, so 7-8, they're available. So those will be uh, coming out 7-8. And then, uh, you know, grind options, they've got the new Z grind. Uh, they've got the traditional S grind that they've had before, but they have modified that just a, a little bit. I think the S grind, they've added kind of the same little leading edge bevel uh, that they had on there before. Uh, and then the X grind, which is kind of the high bounce uh, grind with a ton of trailing edge relief. Um, and then the W grind, the wide one. So they've got all those. Uh, like I said, and then uh, specs, you're looking at everything from 48 degrees all the way down to 60 degrees uh, in, in the in the black finish. Or is that a black finish? Yeah, maybe the, maybe the chrome has uh, a few more. But basically 48 to 60 uh, are all available. <clears throat> so you can play uh, anything there. Um, the 48 is an interesting one. I mean, I get it because stuff's getting stronger. It would be interesting to see if they would have put a 46 in there for a pitching wedge. Uh, but yeah, 48 all the way down to 60. And, uh, when you get in the 60, you basically have the four different grinds. Uh, same thing with like 58 and then 56, you got, you know, the, the S and the W. So, um, handful of grinds for whatever you're looking for, but a really good wedge. I, I like I said, I, I like it over uh, MD five personally. Uh, if you gave me the option, I'm going to play the, the jaws raw, um, like I said, I, I like the shape a little bit. I like that uh, that less offset into it. The transition from hosel to, to leading edge is just a little cleaner. It's not quite as 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 angled or not angled. It's not quite as rounded off. Uh, so it's it's pretty pretty uh, pretty good looking wedge. Uh, I was impressed with it so far. Uh, I'm gonna bring it down again next week. Kind of hit it next to the T grind so we can kind of get a you know little comparison in terms of how the two play since they're both lower bounce uh, grinds. But uh, yeah, overall really impressed with the uh, the 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 jaws uh raw wedge so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see I, I can't wait to see when uh, uh the other guy in the office bring brings that uh you know or plays a little bit more with that uh, the chrome one just to see how that face looks you know how the the rust looks and all that but uh it'll be interesting to see how that uh, comes out once he gets a few rounds into it gets a little dew or moisture on that uh, on that club face and lets it uh, naturally patina We'll see how it uh, how it looks, but uh, yeah, Josh Force, you can go to CallawayGolf.com, check out all the specs, different options uh, that you can do there, and uh, it is a like I said, a, a a nice wedge. I'm impressed with it so far, um, and 
we'll see uh, see how things go from uh, from here with it. But it'll it'll definitely be something that I'll be uh, messing around with in the bag uh, a little bit more, uh, you know, going forward. So that is Jaws Forged or Jaws Forged Jaws Jaws Raw. Um, so next thing I, I want to talk about, which uh, I've had uh, some of these things for a little bit now, and I finally got out and uh, and used them. So I apologize for uh, being a little late with this, but uh, if you've ever sat there on tour, I know it's highly, highly not contested, but it's something that is very interesting is, is yardage and green reading books. And uh, I know on tour people sit there and complain and say they slow the game down and all that stuff. But uh, there is uh, a company out there called Stracaline. It's uh, S-T-R-A-C-K-A-L-I-N-E, uh, Stracaline.com. Uh, but they make green reading and yardage books. Uh, they make... They make a ton of stuff, but green reading and yardage books are kind of their uh, their their main thing that they got uh, started in, uh, you know. And they make them for a ton of courses out there, and you can get uh, either one. You can get just just green reading books. You can get a yardage and reading combo. Um, they have yardage only. They have you know, a bunch of different stuff for 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 courses. They uh, they do yardage books for NCAA teams, professionals, whatever. They do tons of. Uh, of, uh, of yardage green reading books for high schools, colleges, professional level, you name it. They're uh, supplying them to a ton of people. And uh, they can do some cool stuff like uh, put your own little logo on the front. So if you're, uh, you know, like doing a high school thing or a school thing or, a, you know, group outing thing, whatever, uh, you can do uh, your own cool little logo on there, which is pretty awesome. But uh, I've never used uh, green reading yardage books. I know some courses you can go to and they'll give you a little booklet that has uh, a little bit of info on it. I never really used it because I always basically relied on my GPS or laser rangefinder or something like that. Uh, but these guys, like I said, for tournament stuff, they uh, they are making you know, like I said, these uh, these yardage books, and they are extremely detailed. I know, I knew a guy who used to kind of make his own. Uh, he would go on uh, like Google Earth and take images and Photoshop them and kind of make them his own, uh, and then he would go in and you know. I don't know if he used Google Earth for the yardage because I know they can do distances and stuff. Um, but he used to do his own kind of ones. And uh, I tried it one time and I got through, I didn't even get through one hole. And I was like, this is no way, this is too much. Um, so I, I, I never really got uh, a hole in, got into it. But I've always been interested in kind of, you know, these things and, and how they work and, and using them. And, uh, you know, I don't play in tournaments, so for me, I can always use a, you know, rangefinder, GPS, something like that. Uh, but I know a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't, and a lot of people do play in tournaments and stuff like that where, you know, they don't have that option, and, and things like this are, are can be a lifesaver for them. Uh, and uh, so I got, the, got uh, these, I got a couple for, I got St. Clair Shores, where I play my league, because I play there all the time. Uh, and then I also got uh, Dearborn Country Club, which I play a decent amount as well. And uh, they sent me the, the yardage and greens guide, uh, and then they also sent me just the uh, the greens guide uh, for both courses. Um, my, my the other course I played Bella Vista, uh, they didn't have the greens one. Uh, they don't you know they don't they're they're always adding stuff uh, to the library to the database of what they have. Um, but this one uh, for Bella Vista, they didn't have the full. They didn't have the greens portion. You can get the yardage book, uh, but they didn't have the green reading portion with it. They just, I guess, haven't scanned that green. But um, you know, usually that's stuff that uh, they go through and, and scan stuff. And I think they actually literally go out there with like a laser scanner and scan the whole green, which is pretty wild. But uh, if you go on their website, they kind of have some stuff on how they do it. And it's pretty pretty interesting. 
Uh, but anyway, this thing is uh, is is pretty awesome. It's the first thing you open to uh, on here is basically I, the first time I opened it, it opens up to uh, uh, three different images of a green, and I looked at it and like they say, this is Saint Clair Shores. Of course, I play I've played for the past eight years. Every third, you know, twenty Thursdays, uh, a, a, a summer plus whenever I've just played it uh, on my own. So I've probably played this course a hundred plus times. I mean, there's, there's not too much I don't know, but the first thing I open and it's a green and I'm just like, what, what is, this isn't hole one, you know, like this is kind of longer and shaped. I'm like, this isn't hole one. Like what it, like, did I get the wrong book, whatever? And I was like, this is just really weird. And, uh, come to find out, no, they even literally scanned the practice screen. So it took me a second and, uh, then realized that this is the practice screen. And, uh, you know, as I look through it, uh, the practice green, it gives you kind of, uh, um, you know, it gives you heat maps and the arrows and all that kind of showing where the breaks, where the mounds, where that, you know, the topographic uh, image of the, the green. But, uh, yeah, I literally, <laughs> I forgot about the practice green and I was like, wow, okay, this is the practice green. This isn't green, you know, hole number one or anything like that. And, uh, right out of the gate, uh, you know, I've been on that practice green a lot and uh, right out of the gate, it is uh, it, it pretty much hits everything that is there. Um, I like you know there's a there's a, a mound on the lower right. I mean it gives everything as details as to you know zero like this is a long long skinny kind of green and it you know it's zero to basically fifty yards is, is how long that green is, and it gives you you know it starts at zero moves all the way up. And as it goes through, it'll show you kind of the mounds uh, that are through there, like, you know, right between 10 and 15 yards, the big mound uh, on the right side, which is there, and you can put down that little mound. Uh, but it pretty much hits uh, the two mounds over at kind of the 35-yard area, and it's kind of a little valley in between. All that stuff is right there. Uh, between 20 and 25, there is like a little kind of valley that runs down the, uh, down the green as well. I mean, everything there from the putting green that... Uh, that I can, that you can remember, that you know you put on, uh, it's there. Uh, it really is, and it's kind of uh, amazing. For whatever reason, I guess I didn't think that it was going to be there, and, and it's totally there. Uh, so you get kind of like, you know, two different heat maps, uh, and then also uh, a map that's got some, uh, basically, kind of some uh, some other info on it, but they even show some of the, like, some of the mounting on the outside of the green as well. So just outside, there are two kind of hills on the side of this practice green, uh, and it, it highlights both those uh, both those things pretty accurately. But yeah, I, I just, when I first opened it, I was like, oh god, they sent me the wrong book. Like you know, the cover's right, the cover says Saint Clair Shores, but like that that green ain't number one. And no, no, it's not. It's the practice green. So I mean, just goes to show you the level of detail that they get into this thing that they've even got the practice green on there, so you can kind of tell uh, that they take this stuff seriously. And then uh, you you pop open to the first hole, which is uh, you know the the first hole from tee to green, uh, super easy to read. I mean, it's there's a lot of detail on here, and it's I think you know if you've never used one of these before, at least it was for me when I first opened it. It was kind of a little overwhelming uh, at first, just kind of going all oh, like, oh man, like there's so much on here. Like how do you how do you decipher it? Uh, but then once you know you you can jump to the back uh, on here, and it gives you a lot of the breakdown of, of how the numbers are used what things are marked the way they are and, and all that on the very back, it gives you a lot of that detail that, uh, you know, if you don't know, you can take a look right here. Also, if you just sign up on Strackline's website, they have a whole video on how to use it. So uh, you just jump on there, sign up, they send you a link to the video and, and it shows you exactly how to use it. 
But uh, yeah, it's interesting. So when you when you look at he, look at the uh, you know the, the, the yard, the first thing that can come up when you get a hole one uh, is going to be the yardage uh, side of it. And basically, they break down uh, you know the the, the main tee box, which usually has two to three tees in it. They break that down, and all the yardage numbers on here. You know when you look at uh, like I mean hole, well, it's, let's go to hole two since hole one doesn't really have uh, you know some cool stuff to look at, but. Uh, so the whole two, you have, you know, you have bunkers out there and it's basically going to tell you it is, uh, you know, say 195 to the front of the bunker, 210 to clear it. And that is basically from the tips, from the back of the, the, the T box, uh, the, the last T box. And then you go, well, now how do I calculate? Well, I'm not playing the back T box. I'm playing up one. Well, down below they have T1, T2, T3. So the different tee boxes they have kind of marked out here, and they put the yardage difference between them right on there. So if you're playing, you know, the white, the blues or the whites, depending on where they put those. Uh, but if you're playing the second tee, you just basically subtract 31 yards. So if you look at it, and you're like, all right, it's 195. Uh, you know, the first bunker. Well, no, it's uh, 160. It's 164 uh, to that bunker, and then it's going to be you know, the math in my head of uh, 210 minus 31, but uh, basically 280 or 180 to carry that uh, that bunker. So uh, pretty interesting to, to see. Uh, that bunker is basically right there. Uh, now you will say some of the trees and stuff around here are not 100% accurate. Uh, this, like this thing has a ton of trees on the right-hand side, but it gives you an idea of, of, of trees that are there. Uh, but all the stuff to the bunkers, uh, all that are, are listed. And then not only, do, you know, it'll give you kind of this, these circle grid marks that, you know, if you hit a shot 200 yards, if you should hit a shot 225, if you hit one 250, it'll kind of show you where that landing area is if you hit, you know, different yardages. And then on the flip side, coming back down from the green, you know, it gives you the, at 100, here's where you are at, you know, 125, at 150. Uh, so you kind of have, you know, it's a little easier to gauge one, where do you want to hit it? And two, when you're there and you're out in the fairway, how far are you away? Um, they've even got some little details of, uh, uh, you know, they, they show the width of the, the fairway as well. So, you know, at this point it's 27 yards wide, but down here near the bunker, it's only 16 yards wide. And they've even got some of the little like kind of depressions or like drainage areas, even kind of marked off in here that <clears throat> again, at first I was kind of like, what are those? And then, you know, looking at the hole going, oh yeah, that's like, there's a little ravine there that, you know, it's kind of used for drainage, but <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, yeah, I mean, realistically, it's 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 pretty pretty detailed. Uh, there's a lot going on here uh, in terms of uh, information, and, and like I said, there, there's some stuff on there that at first you may kind of not know what it's for, uh, and then the more you use it, like I said, you watch the the video they have, or you know, go to the back of this thing and, and get some. Uh, like the one thing originally, I was kind of like, oh, there's like a plus two, a plus one. There's these green dots, like in or you know, markings in the fairway. They say plus one, plus two, plus whatever. And it's actually elevation, so depending on where you are, you may want to add, uh, you know, add some yardage. Now, it, it's not as prevalent on this course because there's just not really any elevation here. Um, but on some other courses, like there's definitely some holes where certain spots in the fairway you're hitting up onto the, you know, up onto the green, or you know, maybe you're hitting down to the green, and these in the fairway will mark off. You know, if you're around that area, you might want to add a yard, take off two, add two, whatever. Uh, but to add those, uh, it takes into consideration the elevation there for those those lies in the fairway, and uh, you can add those onto the the yardage that you that you end up getting. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at uh, like every map here, you know, it, it kind of shows you have the green, like I said, the kind of the topographical spot, you have the arrow showing kind of where that ball is going to move and where those, uh, the green kind of tends to, to lead the ball. And then you also have, I mean, you have the bunkers in there. I mean, everything that, uh, it, I mean, everything that's on the course is, is, is definitely here. There were some interesting ones in terms of, you know, some of the yardages and then, you know, looking to, you know, where I hit the ball and certain holes like three, <clears throat> from the very back, it's like two two fifty nine to hit it up, uh, kind of onto this flat section where where you want to land the ball, and uh, you know, and you'd have like eighty one yards in, but hitting it up there, you know, I was kind of like, wow, two fifty nine, and then I realized like, okay, that's all the way back. You got to move it up, so you know, you move up another like fifteen, but I'm like, wow, I still get hybrid out there pretty far when I hit it really really well. That's like a two thirty shot, so um, pretty interesting there to see that. And then uh, hole three, which probably has the biggest, <clears throat> it's kind of double tiered. So the front of the green, really low, big hill in the middle, and then to kind of a flat upper section. And uh, it, it, it hits it, uh, hits it right on the head. I mean, you see exactly where that uh, hill is. Um, you know, everything that breaks down to the right here, uh, you know, everything from left to right on that green when you come into it, uh, all, I mean, all covered right there. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, like I said, playing a course that I've played, you know, looking at a course that I've played a hundred plus times, it is kind of cool to see, you know, all those, those things that you know about that green are, are right there. I mean, they're definitely right on there. I mean, I think somebody who's, if you had this in your pocket for the, you know, just even for the greens and you went and played uh, St. Clair Shores, having never played it before, I mean, this thing hits the nail right on the head. I mean, everything there, even the little subtle, uh, you know, front part of that green where, it doesn't really look like it a lot of times, but this, uh, the, it's in kind of a little bowl and sometimes that left side doesn't necessarily look like it breaks as much as it does. Uh, it, it, it's, it's all captured there. It's, it's all there, which is pretty, pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of these things, you know, you know, hole four where there's a big pond, uh, that covers kind of the right side, uh, two forty three from the very back. And, and again, I play that, that hole with, uh, you know, we play from, we play from the back tee box, but it's usually the, the tees are up a little bit. They're not on the, f the very back edge. Uh, yeah, I mean, I played as basically 230, and that's probably about right. I mean, take about 10 yards off there, uh, and I play that shot as I try to hit something below 230. That way I still have an easy shot into the green. So all this stuff is uh, uh, is is pretty awesome. I mean, it's, it's extremely detailed. I mean, all the bunkers there, uh, you know, on the left and right-hand sides, the pond. Uh, this green here, again, yeah, kind of has some... Uh, some decent undulation to it and it's all heat mapped out really, really well. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, like I said, looking at it and, and knowing the, the putts I've hit and all that there, uh, they definitely, you know, they, they definitely nailed. I mean, it's, it's exactly what, uh, you know, what you think it is. The, uh, the par threes, um, you know, the par threes, yes, there's not as much detail in the sense as no fairway, but, uh, all your yardage is there from, you know, those tee boxes, which, you know, let's say 192 to the back, Take off 21, 170, move it up. Yeah, I mean, it's, <clears throat> like I said, I mean, you're, you're looking at, I mean, everything there is pretty much spot on. I mean, when you use your, your laser rangefinder, that flag is always kind of in that, you know, mid-160s to 170s. And when you, you know, look at the green here and how they have marked it off in terms of yardages, uh, it all, you know, totally, it, it all, oh, excuse me, it all adds up. And it's, uh, it's just kind of crazy that this little, you know, book has so much detail in there and, like I said, the, the, when you first open it up, if you've never used one of these, I was a little intimidated just in terms of, 
okay, what do I do with all this info? But then, you know, after playing with it and after kind of realizing, you know, and kind of learning about what the, you know, what info it has in there. But once you're on the course, it's super easy to use. I mean, like I said, just checking out when those, you know, where those bunkers are, distance into the greens, uh, all that stuff is, uh, is actually really easy to, uh, to use in these things. And, the, and they, they're, they're pretty darn accurate. You know, like I said, I mean, I, I was glad that, uh, you know, they had, uh, you know, St. Clair Shores on there just because, like I said, it's a course that I've played so much and I know, you know, I'm not going to say I know every nook and cranny, but, uh, you know, I would be pretty comfortable caddying for somebody there and, and giving them a, a good a good amount of info uh, to help them play. But uh, the Strackline books are, are super, super, they're really, just really cool. And there's something about, I think, walking around with that, that yardage book in your, your back pocket and stuff too and pulling it out. And it kind of gives you that that feel of a, a better player, kind of that pro type thing. And it, it is kind of cool. I, w- I will admit that uh, I like kind of pulling that thing out, checking it out, figuring out the yardage. It is it is kind of fun, you know, to kind of put that, the laser rangefinder away. Maybe, maybe not every single round, uh, but putting it away and kind of walking around with that thing and, um, you know, and, and just kind of uh, using that instead and kind of figuring out the math uh, and all that, which I, I think is pretty, pretty cool. And, and personally, it's it's kind of fun to do. It's, uh, you know, just something a little different. And, you know, I had a blast uh blast using it they did just uh last year uh their books were they, they were they were kind of expensive uh they, they definitely were i think they were 100 bucks they, they weren't cheap this year lowered all their prices so like a, a yardage and green greens combo book so to get both uh is is 39 bucks if you want the greens book it's 34 uh they've got a yardage only book book for 34 um, but they also do now as well, and, and I haven't used it yet, uh, but they do an app on your phone that has all this info as well that I think I think for like 99 bucks you get like unlimited courses or something like that. or I, Don't quote me on that, but they've got, uh, um, you know, the, the, the digital stuff as well, which is pretty cool. So if you're someone who, um, you, know, it, it, you know, wants to use your phone or tablet or whatever, you just want to do some research uh, on you know, a course that you're going to go play, whether it's a tournament, whether it's a, you know, golf outing, whatever, uh, they can do a whole GPS and putting app where you can, you know, I think you can actually go in and put like spots and show putts that, uh, the way they break and, and all that, which is pretty awesome. But they, uh, um, they have a ton of stuff on there in terms of uh, the digital side as well. So uh, if you're somebody, like I said, who's into the digital side or, you know, like to use your phone for uh, that kind of stuff, they do have like a GPS and GPS and putting app uh, on there for, uh, for people who want that. But it's, uh, they're pretty cool. Like I said, it was, it was fun to use it. It was fun to, uh, you know, mess around with, uh, with something that, uh, you know, the, the pros use something a little more uh, old school, make you figure it out yourself. And, and it does kind of bring a little different aspect to the game, which is, which is pretty fun. So, had a blast using those. Like I said, if you check out strackaline.com and it's uh, S-T-R-A-C-K-A-L-I-N-E.com, uh, check them out. You can search for all the courses, uh, all the stuff on there. It's pretty cool. And uh, like I said, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I, I've had a lot of fun messing with these things. It's uh, it's pretty cool. So anyway, I think that's all I've got today. Hopefully you guys, uh, like I said, have a great weekend. Have a great 4th of July. And, uh, you know, we'll see, uh, like I said, the next couple of days will be interesting how we're going to uh, pull off some shows and all that, but, but we'll figure it out. So again, guys have a good weekend. We'll talk next week and, uh, we'll see you later.